Welcome to the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki and I am here today to talk about transcripts. So I know when you've got homeschool high schoolers, one of the big things looming over everybody is that transcript. So we're going to talk about it. If you want lots of good tips and even an editable transcript format, go to sevensistershomeschool.com and go to our authoritative guide for how to do a homeschool transcript, or just go to the little e-store on the website and search for transcripts. Uh, We actually have a how-to, step-by-step do a transcript and uh, and like I said, that template that you can use. But in the meantime, let me give you 10 tips for a terrific homeschool transcript because we know how to do it. We've been doing it for all of our kids and our local homeschool umbrella school for a couple of decades and more. So we've seen hundreds of kids get their transcripts and graduated and go off to college and career and the military and missions and all the things. So we're going to help you with this. So I've got 10, 10, count them 10 tips to make this well. So tip number one for a homeschool transcript is you need one. Now I know, I know in lots of states, a kid can graduate from homeschool high schooling and there's no rule that says they have to have a transcript. Like they, there's no law. You're not going to get arrested. You know, the truant officer is not going to get you if you don't have a homeschool transcript, but your teen may need one. They will go off into the career world and we have had kids who are in you know, like five, six years after homeschool graduation and getting a new job and the new company, their HR wants a transcript. If they decide to go into the military, the military is going to ask for that transcript. Of course, the college bound kids, they need the transcript. We've had um, a couple of instances where a kid going, applying to a graduate school, so got their bachelor's degree, apply to a graduate school and need to submit their high school transcript. I don't know why, but that was just how that was. So anyway, do your kid a favor and have a transcript. So that's tip number one. You need one. Number two is it should be easy to read. So it should be in a format that a college admissions officer or an HR person could scan over it and see that, you know, the teen really did do high school. Um, so it should be in some format. There's not one right way to do a transcript, which is really a nice thing to know. Um, so there's all kinds of different ways that you can pull one off, but it should at least be easy to read and in a consistent format through the, the transcript. That's tip number two. Tip number three is start in ninth grade. So we've had so many moms who came to us, you know, for the first time, you know, at the umbrella school when the kids in 12th grade and say, oh, we've got to construct a transcript. Can you imagine, you know, like going back through four years of records, portfolios, crates of books and papers and tests and everything and reconstructing high school? Um, yeah, it's it, it like you don't need that stress. Uh, Just take my word for it. It's hard enough to keep up with stuff, you know, year to year without waiting uh, until senior year. So go ahead 
and start in ninth grade. The cool thing is, is that's very rewarding because you, you know, your kid finishes their ninth grade year and, and you get everything on the transcript and oh my goodness, it, you know, like, Ooh, that's so cool. You know, and you let the teen looks at it and go like, wow, I did a really good job. And so it's a, a, a self-rewarding kind of behavior. So start in eighth grade, you will be glad you did. Tip number four, keep a format that's consistent year to year as far as what you call the courses and the order that you put them in. So like on our transcripts, because language arts is a huge credit, we just kind of, you know, automatically put that first each year. So language arts is number one, uh, mathematics is number two, and social sciences is number three, uh, social studies, not social science. So social studies, which can include social science, is number three, sciences is number four, fine arts is number five, phys ed's number six each year. And uh, you can do it whatever order you want, but it's easier for the scanner. So, you know, the, a college admissions officer or, um, uh, you know, an, an employer or a military recruiter can look and see a oh, language arts, language arts, language arts, language arts. Okay, so um, much easier for the, the facilitator because, uh, you know, a lot of times HR and college admissions advisors, you know, when they're looking through applicants, they've only got like a minute a piece. And so they, they don't want to spend a lot of time on a transcript. So if it's very easy to look at and make sense of, um, that it's, it's works in your, your team's favor. So keep them in the same order, you know, consistency there, but also titles on things that have a similar title year to year. So you think, um, like if you're having a general language arts credit each year, as opposed to a language arts that's built around like American literature. So if you're doing American literature, you put American literature. If you're doing British literature, you put British literature. But if it's a general language arts where you got a little mix of American, little British literature, then you, you go language arts for that title and you use that same title each year. So you know, language arts nine, language arts 10, language arts 12, or English nine, English 10, or English language arts or ELA nine or 10. There's not one right way to do a transcript and there's not consistent terminology. So don't, don't, you know, get an ulcer about it. Um, uh, but if anytime it's easier for the person that's going to look at it, it, it helps. Okay. Tip number five, show the level of rigor that a course has been completed at, especially in core courses. So language arts, math, social studies, sciences, world languages, if you want, but especially the four cores, a lot of textbooks that you get will be at a college prep level. And so on the transcript, you would put college prep. Or um, in, in our case, we assign numbers to that. And so we will say, um, you know, a, a remedial course is level one, an average level course is level two, a college prep is level three, and then we have an advanced course. So it's a, a more rigorous course is level four, and then an honors is number five. It's very rigorous. And uh, we've got whole episodes on how to break that down. So I will put links in the show notes. Just, just, you can just do levels, you know, in the search bar at the homeschool high school podcast or seven sisters, homeschool.com. And we've got whole, 
whole packages. I mean, just, you know, posts are sitting there waiting for you, explaining how to figure out levels. So you want to put that especially in your core courses, because that especially will let colleges know. And if you've got a kid going into the military, a military recruiter would know that this is a kid that that can um, handle some rigorous academics. So you want to make sure that that gets shown off on the transcript. So put the name of the course and right beside it, the level. So either the words, honors, or the level, you know, three or four or five. All right. Next tip is you want to have a legend on, so wait, level six, I mean, <laughs> tip number six is a legend or a little key down at the bottom of the transcript that explains what the levels are, so how they were earned. So in our case with the, our kids, if they wanted that level five honors, they did fully double a credit's worth. And um, and that's that's just how we required it. We wanted something very rigorous for the highest level so that it showed that, that our team was really interested in that subject and had really invested in it. So have a legend for number six. All right, number seven, tip seven is you want to have a GPA. <laughs> so somewhere on your transcript, you, you want a GPA. And so we've got, again, we've got whole posts on how to do your GPA. Um, but basic overview is you decide whether you want a weighted or an unweighted GPA. So a weighted GPA, um, you know, a kid gets rewarded for doing, uh, you know, like the honors level courses, like level five. Um, so they get, instead of like a 4.0 for an A, they might get 4.5. And so it makes their uh, GPA higher than a, you know, normal GPA would be. So a weighted GPA, they get more credit for a more rigorous course. And an unweighted GPA Everybody, no matter who does what, they get a you know 4.0 for an A and a 3.0 for a B, and you can break it down into 3.5s and all is however you want to assign those those um, GPA kind of score numbers. So again, check out the post. Anyway, just as a quick aside though, what's the difference between waiting and non-waiting? So a lot of a lot of schools will wait. The, the GPA, and it's a, a good reward for the students because they go like, well, I got higher than a 4.0. It feels really good. And uh, so it's, it's a good reward for the teens. And then they graduate with this, woohoo, you know, GPA is really high. However, some schools don't weight the GPA. And so everybody has that, you know, an A is a 4.0. And so the top GPA would be 4.0. So how do colleges look at it? You know, so you send off, you know, they, they get thousands of college applications. So what, you know, like how do they decide whether it, they're, you know, a student with a 4.5 GPA and a 4.0 GPA, is the 4.0 kid not as good a student as the 4.5? And so they, they can't really compare apples to oranges. So they have to unweight the weighted um, GPAs in their algorithm because colleges will have an admissions algorithm that they plug, you know, things into and uh, and so they'll have to unweight so everybody is coming in with the same kind of information about GPAs. Does that make any sense? It's kind of confusing, I know. But anyway, you need a GPA. It needs to be somewhere on the transcript, and you can weight it or not. And again, we got whole posts at Seven Sisters Homeschool on the pros and cons of waiting and unweighting. We never weighted ours, 
And, um, you know, our, all of our kids that decided they wanted to go to college, went to colleges, have graduated, you know, hundreds of kids from our local umbrella school that we've overseen and never had weighted GPAs and they got into college if they wanted to go to college. And so, you know, everybody's fine. So however you want to do it, there's not one right way to homeschool high school. All right. So you got to have your GPA. Another thing, tip number eight, include testing scores. So if a teen is doing the SATs or ACTs, you want to put those scores on the transcript. Now, they will also submit their scores from the college board um, for their SATs and uh, that, you know, it'll come right from the college board to the college. And uh, so you, you could get away with not including it, but as on their application there, they will probably have to write that what their, their scores are anyway, but it is good to have an overview on the transcript um, so you could get away with not putting it on, but it, it really is good to have all the data in one place so that the skimmers, you know, can look down and go like, what, what a great kid. You know, they, they did this on their, their testing scores. So add your, your testing scores. Now, not all colleges require testing anymore. And, and, you know, hopefully someday it goes to the wayside because it really isn't an accurate predictor of college success, but it's been there so long and a lot of colleges will still use it for either entrance requirement or um, scholarship requirements. So that's, that's there. Okay. Tip number nine is add things that they have done during high school, like, um, you know, won some awards, you know, did some competitions, won some awards. Um, even if they participated in a really significant um, competition that really shows off their stuff and, you know, they didn't win an award, but the participation, the the willingness to compete, you know, if you can squeeze some of that on the transcript, extracurriculars that they did each year, you know, like if it's consistent over a year or two, all four years, it's even better. So put the, the extracurricular. So like, you know, church choir or baseball team or um, speech and competitions or, you know, things like that. Um, so year after year, then you note that in an extracurricular um, section on the transcript. And again, the Seven Sisters, our template has room for that. So you, it's an editable transcript. You just put that on there. And uh, but there's, you know, you don't have to do this. It just again, the scanners, when people are scanning the transcript, um, they can say, whoa, what a kid. This is really awesome. And uh, also for your sake and your teen's sake, when they graduate and they look over this transcript, they go like, oh, my goodness, I did a terrific job with my homeschool high school time. Um, then, you know, it's very, very, very rewarding. And, uh, you know, every once in a while, even today, I have to dig out my kids transcripts for one thing or another. And I look over them and I say, oh, my goodness, those kids did an awesome job in high school because they did. And, uh, you know, I, I was blessed with kids that. Um, were willing to be involved in a number of things and to look back over the things that they were involved in was, was very rewarding. So anyway, if you can get those on there. Also, we would include service hours. So we would keep a running log on um, how many service hours they did each year. So I know some, you know, traditional schools these days have a required a number of service hours for graduation. So a lot of the local schools require 50 hours of uh, volunteerism 
um, over the high school years. And I think that's a pretty good idea, although I've had parents complain about, so if it's required, why is it volunteering? And I go, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so um, so for, for our kids, we didn't literally require it, but we did help them understand how important it is, um, not only for personal development, but also investment in their community. And also it starts to build a resume for them, you know, because a lot of teenagers, um, they will have first jobs somewhere in high school, uh, but that is just like, you know, they worked at McDonald's or something. So it's not really showing off who they really are uh, because they're entry level jobs. So if you, if you can include some service on there and we would put the number of hours, but also include that in their extracurriculars, like, you know, like volunteered every year at Urban Promise or something like that. Um, then, you know, what is it gives, again, the scanners a view of this is a well-rounded kid. This is a kid that would contribute to the student body or to a military recruiter. This, this is the kind of person we want um, in here in the military. Uh, so it's, it just shows the richness of your kid. Um, but also for the kids and their service, they are networking, they are building that resume, and uh, they can include that on an experiential resume, which is a good thing for high schoolers to develop. So, and you can also find some, some how to do an experiential resume at sevensistershomeschool.com because we want to help you. We're your big sisters. We're looking out for you. So, you know, hop over there and look up experiential resumes, but also put it on the transcript. Okay. Tip number 10. This sounds really, really obvious, but having been around for a while, sometimes people forget, and I've seen all kinds of things on the, the initial transcripts that parents will bring to me. So make sure on your transcript, you have identifying information about your teen. So they need their full name, they need their date of birth, and they need an address. And sometimes these days you can put an email address too, so that, you know, it's, it's almost like an introductory resume, um, you know, because it's, they has a little bit of contact information there also, uh, but it also distinguishes your team from somebody that has the same name <laughs> because, um, you know, some names are, are common names. And so you, you don't want the school to, um, get things mixed up. So put identifying information. So especially name and date of birth, but addresses, you know, locations, that contact information is important. You can put, if your school is named, um, you know, you can put your homeschool's name or you can write the word homeschool, but you don't have to. And uh, that's, that's up to you. The rest is though, um, that, that, contact information and distinguishing information um, is important because it really lets everybody know this is your teen, not somebody else's teen. All right. So that's 10 tips for creating a terrific transcript. And you will be proud of yourself for doing so. And your teen will be proud of themselves for the good job that they are doing. And remember, there's not one right way to homeschool high school. These are just tips that have worked for us. All right, if you've got any questions, hop over to Seven Sisters Homeschool Facebook group. So the Facebook group is all one word, the number seven, 
and then the word sisters homeschool all squished into one word. And um, it's it's a, a friendly Facebook group where you can just pop on there and ask questions. You can always email us too at info at seven sisters homeschool. And, uh, you know, you can follow us on the seven sisters homeschool Instagram. I tell you what is our friend Stacy does um, all the, a lot of the graphics on our Instagram account and she, she's amazing. I, I have so much fun watching the things that she does. So I go on Instagram and go, oh, look what Stacy did. So check out our Instagram account because it's lots of fun. All righty. And hey, listen, if you're really looking to enrich what your homeschool is doing next year, invest in some time on the Homeschooling with Technology podcast and the Soft Skills 101 podcast, both from the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Both of those are aimed at teens and that practical, practical stuff that will help them get through high school and go on into successful adulting. So check those podcasts out also. All right. Well, this has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. We will see you next week.